What is going on out there, sports fans and betters alike? We made it through the entire season. I would say unscathed, but we lost a lot of plays. We won a lot of plays. We had the best of times. I would say we had the worst of times, but really none of the times were bad. Even when we were losing, we were doing it with our friends. We had a full season, no bubble, no any of that stuff, no, no, uh, no, this you know postponements none of that it was uh it was a terrific year a fun year and sorry whip snakes fans i speak for all the lacrosse world when i say the three-peat i'm kind of glad that it didn't happen maybe i don't speak for all the lacrosse world but i do speak for myself because i have the microphone and you have to listen to every damn word i have to say with me as always for our final episode i mean what a journey it has been with me the co-host with that co-most it is dougie fresh doug greenberg get him on twitter at doug greenberg author of the rundown with front office sports douglas man we did it brother how are you doing my man yo we made it um you know yeah you said we 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 uh we got a little scathed along the way as you were saying um but no it was great no you can't win them all but no we in general we had a really a really good season both uh betting we'll get into the numbers later but uh betting and uh I don't know just enjoying the sport I can definitely say I agree when like listen I got nothing against the web snakes personally none of their players I think they're a great team and as a fan of um certain dynasties which will go unnamed oh, um God. as he turns around the patriots hat for anyone who's not watching the video yeah i'm wearing a patriots hat um and but but you know even with that in mind i was like i really don't want to see whip snakes i know what it looks like now i look know what it looks like on the other end right <laughs> and so i didn't want to see whip snakes win again personally and and frankly um how can you not love the chaos story right like they were counted out from the get-go they were the you know the 3.2 percent right they that's what they kept saying the, the old 3.2 percent everybody counted them out from the beginning um but like they, they they just have guys who are just so hard to root against you know blaze and andy towers uh guys like josh Byrne and dane smith like those, those are guys who you know you really love to see succeed and um you know they they truly were probably the most complete team across the board this year so it was it was a great weekend and you know it was profitable for us too yes and uh great to head out of the year cashing some tickets we did have a clean sweep on our best bets we'll recap our bets really all year long how we did uh you know cashing some tickets and like we said you know you can't end up winning them all but as we kind of move forward and the more data that we get the more lacrosse that we get under our belt as a full season betting without it being a bubble season without there kind of being the strangeness where everybody's staying at the same spot and you know you're in you're in a bubble and you're all playing playing you know multiple games so it was just normal and it was terrific and and just such a great boost for me kind of talked about this on last episode of you know just like having this outlet and having the community that kind of grew out of being able to bet on these games because I mean you know Doug like the the betting community is so far gone from what it was perceived to be for so long. You know, the, the dark dingy corners, the degenerates, you know, uh, having to borrow money from people and things like that. But it comes down to what we said on the first episode, do something responsibly. And, 
you know, you're going to have a fun time doing it. You know what I mean? Like you, you're only going to be betting with money that you can afford to lose. You know, you make sure the gas is in the car, the rent is paid, all that stuff. And then you have this entertainment money to not only watch the terrific product that the PLL was, but get to, you know, either make some coin or have some funny bad beats, some wager woes. So, I mean, just super fun all year long. And the product speaks for itself. But, you know, just getting to look at it through the prism of sports betting, I think you would agree, Doug, was just terrific. And, you know, the the even one iota, the little tiny part that this program and what we do with lacrosse playground with what Hutton and Adam do with all our contributors or writers with lax playground and with pro lacrosse talk, like with what we do, the small little portion that we had in helping to grow the game that we all clearly are very passionate about. I think um, may even be better than me than any of the profits. Maybe I have in my pocket as crazy as that might sound. This is a sport that I love. I love seeing it take off. I love seeing the over 9 million impressions on social media on championship Sunday. So, you know, that's what it's about at the end of the day. And I I just think it was a, a terrific ride as we come here to our last episode for the PLL season. It was man. The, you know, the PLL, um, they make big steps every year. Uh, I like to say, you know, they've, it's interesting because there's actually a lot of parallels between the, the sports betting world and PLL, right? Because, or, or professional lacrosse, right? Because, Niche. and I'm not saying that like, I'm not going to say that lacrosse was like some dark, dingy, no. you know, uh, affair or anything like that. It, but it's more that this is a, a product. This is something that, you know, was going to have mainstream appeal eventually, and we're starting to get there with sports betting, obviously, like phew, that just like was a rocket ship that that just, that shit just like took off immediately. Um, but with and with PLL, it, it's been a little bit more of a climb. And I think that what they're doing um, is is actually very brave uh, in a sense What Paul and Mike um, kind of set out to do here uh, w- was really brave because starting a new sports league is I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's extremely, really, extremely difficult, um, you know, especially in a sport that hasn't always, hasn't always, I don't know, I don't want to say it was, it's a, not a great reputation. Just but hadn't had that exposure. Right. I it think just it's really, really hadn't, and had, didn't have the exposure. And, and I think one thing, one reason, and like, you know, uh, one thing that I think that the PLL did really well um, was to have just such a, um, such an emphasis on like the the native aspect of this game, right? Because 100%. Lo- for a long time, this sport has had a reputation of being a preppy white guy sport, right? And that's just not what it is at all. It's yeah. it's it's a sport for everyone, and it was a sport that was created um, by the first people who walked on North America. And um, you know, it's it really is a beautiful game, um, and it. I think more people are starting to give it a chance, and I think the sports betting side of it really helps get that mainstream appeal. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was just a really awesome season. And I think that chaos uh, taking home the championship was kind of emblematic of all that. I love it. I couldn't say it any better myself. So I, I you love might, you. Maybe you could. Maybe you you could. Bra- you know, I, I'm giving you the full credit. I'm giving you the full credit. He is the co-host with the co-most. Also with us back again, maybe to strut his stuff. Maybe hit a couple bets. I don't know, but Hutton Jackson, the guy behind the board who makes it all happen. 
Brother, you can get him on Twitter, by the way, folks, at Hutton Jackson, a terrific follow, especially if you're a Ravens fan. Uh, his Ravens sweats are, are unparalleled, live tweeting. Hutton, how are you doing, my man? Uh, again, thanks for uh, you know getting all this up and running. What a terrific ride it was, and happy that for the last episode you were able to join us again, my brother. No, absolutely. Uh, and I want to echo what, you know, Doug said, I think what the PLL is doing is great. Um, you know, there's a great article out on uh, Sports Illustrated by Ben Pickman, you know, that interviewed Lyle, Zed, um, Frank Brown, and I think Randy Stotts as well, just on, you know, the history of the game, kind of how it was, you know, utilized to um, enforce at these residential schools, kind of the assimilation from these uh, indigenous people into Canadian culture. Um, and there was a lot of terrible things that happened at these residential schools. So if you haven't checked out that article, I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I, I echo all those sentiments. Um, but on a lighter note, yes, I did have some bets hit this weekend. I had the over <laughs> one and a half uh, for Dane Smith hit, which was great. Um, I, I got that plus 150 early on, um, as well as uh, the Matt Rambo. You know, we had to sweat a little bit that one. It took, a, you know, over a half to, to get there, but over a half assist eventually hit. And then, as you mentioned, my Ravens, um, I took them on the money line this past weekend because I'm a you, psycho <laughs> and they pulled out for me. You know, I don't like playing the spread in football. I feel like, you know, you get some easy you know field goals at the end that kind of screw you over some backdoor covers. So I just like playing the money line football wise and uh, my Ravens pulled it out. Man, Dude, that was the Ravens. The Ravens were the sharp play. Like, I'll give you credit on that. Like, I know obviously your fandom played a little bit into it, but Mm -hmm. that was the sharp play. Like that's where, you know, every, like the whole public, we don't need to make this pro football talk. Yeah. 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 No, but this is betting theory. 100%. And and that's just something where, um, yeah, we want to talk general betting theory. Like you got to keep your ear to the ground sometimes. Right. And the, the chatter all week was like, Oh yeah, the Ravens, they're done. They have so many injuries. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the chiefs. And then I was like, but all the sharp betters were like, mm, wait a minute. The Ravens have a really, really good defense. Um, the Chiefs don't have a very, don't really have a very good defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes is great, but Lamar Jackson is, you know, is right Lamar up there Jackson. with him. Yeah. He's Lamar Jackson. I mean, that dude's an actual video game character. It's Truly. insane. Dude is crazy. Well, well, the um, other thing is they're at home. And I think the Ravens have a great home record. And I think a lot of people overlook the fact that they were playing at home um they were underdogs at home which you know is is a rare spot for them um and and yeah I felt like the the Browns kind of exposed the Chiefs a little bit I was a little bit nervous going in through the week because the injuries kept piling up and so I started to kind of regret it a little bit but luckily it hit and uh it was a double whammy because uh you know the Ravens are my team so seeing them win and get a much needed win against the Chiefs is also big as well you know, usually exactly. when Hutton's talking, like I'm, I'm staring right at him. I can't help, but uh, again, podcast listeners, you can't see this, but you can feel it. The Emmy that's just in the background. I just noticed. <laughs> do you see Doug the silhouette on that MFR? Like yeah. that looks just wow. incredible. Like, like that's some next level framing. That's better than any money line. That's better than anything. Just that frame that you have right there, Hutton is uh, is yeah. something beautiful, man. The best thing about it is if you take your beer can. It's putting the beer can. That, that's gorgeous. what it's there for. That's what it's there for. That's not even a beer. That's a cold snack. You guys, this, you guys can't guy's see, drink. but um, for those listeners that you can fit a beer can perfectly in an Emmy. Um, so that's more the reason to go get out and get an Emmy. I was fortunate enough to win one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dude, I got to go get one of, I gotta go get one of those. My tires. 
<laughs> yeah, I got you. I, I couldn't stop looking at it. Well, Hutton is not the only special guest. I mentioned, you know, last week on the episode, and if you didn't listen to it, sure, we break down the championship game, but you can go back and listen to how incredibly correct we were. Uh, but uh, last week on the episode, we had our man Parker Blake on, and the real reason we wanted to kind of do this back-to-back guest special is because, sure, Doug and I were the ones taking the heat. We were the ones making the picks all season long, but we couldn't have done it without the people who were doing the work behind the scenes great guy being parker blake and so happy to introduce and bring on to the show our man brian andrews you can get him on twitter at swerden as i'm reading it i'm reeling as it's brian andrews backwards so just spell brian andrews backwards i just noticed it i was like swerden air to bnb i thought maybe he was an i thought maybe he was an airbnb host with the air b at the end it was confusing me and then i realized i was trying to figure that out too dumbass it's brian andrews backward he is alongside (laughs) parker blake the author of the pll betting report and an upcoming betting report that we're going to be talking about here a little bit later in the show he is a fellow birds fan helping us uh, get the contingent since we got, you know, our, our Boston guy here. We got our Baltimore guy. So flocking like birds of the feather and just an all-around great dude. Welcome to the show, Brian Andrews B. Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, I've been really excited to join this podcast for a while. I've been on Pro Lacrosse Talk a couple of times, so some people might recognize my voice or my face if they watch on YouTube. Uh, but really happy to be here to talk to you guys about the betting report about betting in the PLL, which actually got me into betting in general. Oh, okay. So you yeah, the, you the, dipped your toe into the PLL betting and then you were like, all right, I'll branch out a little bit. I would feel like probably for most people, it was exactly opposite, you know, that they were betters and they said, oh, I can make money on lacrosse too. So h- how did that kind of come about, man? I, they just announced the partnership and I thought that it was a great way to get into it because I've played lacrosse my whole life. I haven't really played like football or mostly other big sports that, you know, have a lot of talk around betting, like or baseball or football. I played a lot of those growing up, but I didn't carry through high school or college. Whereas lacrosse, I started playing like second grade and I played all the way through college. So it's the sport that I most. And I thought if there's going to be something that I'm going to look at and learn betting, it's got to be a sport that I understand really well. Lacrosse was that. And in the bubble, I made a killing. This year, it was a little bit more volatile uh, because I think the, I think DraftKings figured it out a little bit better. They did. And um, also it, the volatility was way worse this year from a week to week performance, whereas the bubble, it was like day after day. So it was kind of easier to track what was going on unless you were betting on the chaos, but <laughs> that's last year's stuff. Truly yeah, chaotic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's, chaotic uh, in every sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the name definitely lives up to the billing. That's for sure. But um, no, you know, like when, uh, when Doug and I would be sharing different statistical trends, when we would be tweeting out stuff, that data, because th- that's something that I think all of us would agree on, was just something that was severely, um, you know, I don't want to say lacking, but when there's an upstart league, there's a thousand different things that you have to be getting. And then, you know, tracking what games have gone over, what games have gone under, who's been covering the spread, that's going to be secondary to at least getting out statistical information. So, you know, that was something that you kind of picked the mantle up on. And without the work that you or Parker would do, you know, these trends that help people cash some tickets that we were sharing on Bet on the Cross, we wouldn't have had them if it weren't for the work that you were doing. So, you know, huge thanks to you for doing that. But that has to be something that you're pretty passionate about to be doing that week after week, correct? Yeah, and it's... It's something that actually I decided to pursue because 
it was like impacting my ability to write for a lacrosse playground. We yep. have the weekly, wrap, uh, weekly wraparounds. And at the end of each game, we talk about like the betting breakdown of, uh, you know, what hit, what didn't, what the wager well was kind of like almost a snippet of what you would see in the show for that specific game. Yep. And I felt like every week I always would forget to just take a screenshot of the closing lines. And then when you're looking around, you just can't find that stuff anywhere. Yep. So I just thought it was a, a nasty pain point. Yeah, but that's also for every sport, but it's really easy right exactly. now to because if we build it while the leagues are small, even though the NL is not that small, it's still small relative to other leagues. That's something that we could build from the ground up and grow with lacrosse as a sport. And uh, so I thought it was really easy access point. It would help support you guys. And it, it should be an enticing thing for the general public who likes to bet on lacrosse uh, because it's information for betting that unless you compile yourself, which can be a very intensive process, um, you're not going to get it for any other sport. So it's a, it's a competitive advantage to get interested in lacrosse. No, I, I completely agree. We kind of got the, uh, the 10 cent tour before we were recording here today. And Doug and I were like the kids who walked into the Wonka factory. Luckily no one was like murdered by any squirrels or like mechanical chocolate or anything. But like Doug and I both were just like sitting there, like looking at it, like, Oh my God. Cause it, it is like a better's paradise because rather than oh. having to scroll through 20 different pages to find, all right, well, this is when they had their first matchup. Here's how many goals there were. Well, now I have to go back and I have to check like, this is at the click of a button with the report that you alongside Parker have, uh, have kind of worked up, you know, with a click of a button, you can see here's how this team matches up against this team on a, on a game to game basis on a week to week basis on a spread to spread basis. And, you know, I think you would probably agree that that for betters is an invaluable tool. Totally agree. And I think the one thing that we're trying to make happen is have it be as interactive as possible so that way you don't have to just rely on what I think is interesting to show you as a consumer of this report that yeah. you can then inform yourself to go bet. Even though it's not a guarantee of making money, you can dig into the data yourself in a customizable way. And I plan to make it more so as we get user feedback, as we kind of flesh out this idea. Now, Doug, you were as blown away as I was, correct, as we were going through all those different slides because yeah. you got color codes. Like, it's it's truly, you know, like you and I, we, we, are, we, are, we are the betters here on Bet on Lacrosse, but we are more than willing to admit, you know, we're just average dudes. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, we're not sharps. We're not geniuses. We're not anything. So the accessibility and the fact that you and I were able to understand it, I think that's a pretty damn good tool for people who are maybe even more analytical minds than, than your, yourself and myself. It, it, the, the beauty of it is that it makes it so that a non-analytical person like myself yes. um, can understand this and can become analytical because, you know, my general philosophy is like, well, this team's good or like this team scores a lot or this defense is bad. I better just like take the spread or take the over or whatever. Yep. Um, and yeah, of course, like I look at some ATS numbers, which first of all are hard to come by as of yep. right now with pro lacrosse betting in its infancy, understandable. Um, but right now there's really not a great place to find it. So not only did you guys compile all this data and gave and give us like the basic stuff that we're always looking for, you know, those ATS percentages, those over under percentages, like that kind of thing. You took it a step further, made it really, really easy to understand and 
um, and made it fully customizable, which it's it's so, so cool. And th there was a couple moments where we were going through this presentation where you and I, Dan, were just like, wow, that is so cool. And yeah, definitely very kid in a candy store kind of vibes. And except it's for, you know, degenerates. And yeah, whatever, exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, degenerates at a counter or something like that. I, I don't know. We'll have yeah. to worry. I'm just glad that no Oompa Loompas like ushered us off. And Brian was like, yep. yeah, I showed you this, but now I have to murder you. So and luckily <laughs> everybody survived. We kept on moving and all is good in the neighborhood here. So uh, what we're going to do on the episode here, guys, this is really guys and gals and folks listening in. Uh, this is really, you know, a full on recap show. You, you know, there's, there's no bets. There's no future lines out i'll say it I'll, I'll strut the stuff you know the uh the best bets the way how you want to end them we ended them with two double hashes we went on a real nice you know run towards the end of the year i think there was a point where we had three straight weeks where it was cash 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 and cashing on our final best bets of the year is what it's all about i cashed on rambo over the half assist hutton was kind of alluded to it right there that was a play that folks this is why i tell you if you can, if you have a strong opinion, yes, there are some plays you want to wait until closer to game day to bet, but in the prop market, which is so volatile, one big bet is going to completely blow up what was an advantageous play. There were differences in how much money you would lay on this Rambo prop, what I got it at and what I suggest to take it at and what I put it out on Twitter at uh, I made it a pick for wager talk at was minus 120 on bet MGM you were able to get Rambo over a half assist and also on DraftKings that number opened way lower than it eventually closed on DraftKings it closed over minus 230 so instead of just moving the number in the prop market what happens betting on props Instead of them moving the numbers, sometimes you'll see numbers tick up with rushing totals in the NFL, receiving yard totals, all those kinds of things. But a lot of the time, what they'll end up doing is just bringing up the juice on the side of a prop to make it more, you know, people just stay away from it as opposed to betting the other side because they get so loaded on one side of a play. So, you know, if you bet it early, you, you laid minus 120. Um, you know, one of our guests we had on earlier in the season, he was kind of saying, I don't really care about laying juice as long as the cat the ticket cashes that's not my personal strategy i don't want to give the books my money to hold on for any longer than they have to so minus 20 versus minus 230 great hit there but the sweat of the century i think all four of us were on this bet the only reason i ended up playing i was staying away from the total doug makes it his best bet and i'm like I got to run with my boy Dougie Fresh for the final game of the season. Are you kidding me? So I go under at 23 and a half. And Doug, I, I, I think I lost at least five pounds. Like I've been trying to like lose a little bit of weight, like get in shape. I, all I had to do was just bet the under in the championship game. And I sweat it all off. Maybe the funnest sweat of all time, man. I, I can't remember having this great, uh, this great of like, I guess you call, I mean, I, I've had a friend who's argued with me and he's like, unders can't be backdoors. Like, you know, you can only backdoor on a spread or you can only backdoor on that, but yeah. right on, or on an over or whatever. I'm like, no, you can absolutely backdoor on a spread because backdooring on a spread means this game, this championship game that we watched on Sunday was cruising to the over. Oh, it was a like dead it, over. It, it was, it was, it was not quarter. even close. Yeah. They were scoring way too, like the first half was way too high scoring. Um, third quarter slowed down a little bit, but not too much. And going into the fourth, I was like, no, nah, we're, it's okay. It's, it's all right. I didn't get my last best bet of the year. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Like it happens, whatever. 
And then I had a realization like halfway through the fourth quarter, um, I realized that because chaos were up by so much, and this is something that you sometimes need to bake into these kind of bets. If you see the game flow going this way, I realized that because chaos was up by four or five goals, they were just going to run out the clock. And so anytime they got a possession, I was just like, all right, well, we just burned like 50 seconds off. Tick, 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 tick. And, and that's what chaos did. They literally just held the ball, let the, let the clock tick out. And so I was always just root for the fourth quarter. I was just like chaos possessions, chaos possessions, chaos possessions. And they had a bunch, um, whip snakes. One of the times I think they got the ball back. They, I think they turned it over and I was like immediately like, hell yes, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, Oh, the shot heard round the, the betting pipe. world. Oh, that was God. unbelievable. So yeah, the whip snakes, I'm sure everyone who's listening, watch this game. Whip snakes come down on their final possession of the game. I don't know. I don't even know who took the shot. I pretty much blacked out at this point. And uh, he just absolutely blams the post. Like it was so loud and was so emphatic. And that goal would have made the final total 24. But because that post hit, Chaos picked up the ball, ran out the rest of the clock, won the championship, final total under 23 and a half with 23 total. By the on, half on the number oh, in the championship God. game, it was in incredible. the most. Un- there was, there was. I think the last. It was at least like the last four, four and a half minutes. There was no goals, and I just, I didn't see that possibly happening. It was incredible. Such an unbelievably good sweat. Such a great way to finish out the lacrosse betting year. I really hope people rode with us and didn't do the, you know, have to take an over in the championship game thing. Because man, if you rode with us, that was about as satisfying uh, an under cash as you're going to get like, like that that, was that that was you know obviously i love it when my plays hit i love it that was my favorite bet of the year it was the funnest bet and i did the um the ride the line preview show that's on twitter spaces and everybody it was over it was over it was over there was only one other person on the uh on the whole panel and that was our friend sarah griffin who took yeah. the under Shouts to Sarah for this one. She, and, yeah, I know she, she rolled with you and, and, and that's, with herself, whatever. And it was. that's, and that's the thing is while we were doing the show, she messaged me after I gave the under, she gave the under and she goes solidarity in all caps. I said, we have Dougie fresh to thank for that. And then it finally hit and we were all just pumped up. I wonder, and Brian, you were talking about how you got into betting because of lacrosse betting. You had to have some action on this championship. And how did your bets up end up outside of just the terrific game that it was? Uh, I ended up doing really well. I only missed one mark. I actually don't remember which one that I missed. Yeah. Oh, I had I had uh, Chan and Chuck under a half because Ooh. his game against the Redwoods, he was 0 for 8 on shooting. Yep. And the game after that, he only had one goal. So I knew yeah, it was he kind of had one of those just strange years for him. Yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was a, it was a plus money play. So it wasn't, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a, why not? The numbers look like it, it's a coin flip. So could, could cash out, but uh, I took the plus spread because the plus spread has been hitting all year money. And then uh, I copied Hutton's Dane Smith play, which I'm very grateful. For. Thank you. Hutton. That was plus money too. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I took the under like 10 minutes before the game. And the reason I ended up taking the under is one, because the under hit like 60% of the time. For particularly the chaos, it hit 60% of the yep. time. And in the Whip Snakes Chaos previous matchup this year, uh, it was their total was 22 and a half, 
And the total score of that game was two and a half under that. So the total was 20. So I figured all signs are pointing towards the under right now. I can't not take it. Yeah. And last, and also last season's uh, championship game was only 18 points. Exactly. So that was the other reason. And, and the only thing I got to say, just to put a bow on this over under, if we're done talking about it, for all of those betters out there who refuse to take unders and who are, you know, there are certain uh, sports personalities that are like overs club, like all life's that too stuff. short to bet the under. Exactly. To that, I say, who says unders can't be fun? That Let's was so go. fun. I had, I had such a good time. Like, that's the thing is it's like, it's not even just that the under was a smart play. And I get to it be like, fun I'm, so hell. I'm so much smarter than you. That was so much fun. I was rooting. For, like, I was just rooting for the defense. I was rooting for blaze. I was rooting for chaos to just get possessions. Like, like that's the thing is like unders can be a really, really great time. And, and you know, it's only not fun if you make it not fun for yourself. So that's my soapbox. Trust the under sometimes, not always. If you like the under over better, there's, there's, there's time and a place to take it over, but you know. I, I absolutely love it. I completely agree. It was insane. It was fun. I was never happier to see somebody miss an open net goal. Um, only yeah. other time is probably <laughs> like when I've taken puck line bets. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was kind of likening it to when, when he missed the, uh, the, the open goal with, uh, with the defense out there. I was like, yes, yes. And I've never been happier to hear a pipe. So I'm right there with you. It was a super fun game. It capped what was a terrific uh, you know, just season. I loved seeing the fans down there looked like a great, well-attended event. So, you know, just all in all terrific stuff. That's the championship recap. We're going to step aside real quick. When we come back, we're going to run down. How do we do on our best bets? How do we do picking each and every game against the spread? I would not suggest that to anyone. It's not a long-term profitable endeavor. If you play every single game on the NFL card all season long, you're going to have a bad time, but Doug and I did it for science. How did we do? We'll let you know how our best bets did. We'll let you know how our EMOs did. And then uh, we have some other things to get into here as well. You know, the NLL is right around the corner. Believe it or not, indoor box lacrosse is back. And we got some guys who will still be working heavily as we head towards that NLL season. So don't leave us just yet. It is the final episode of Bet on the Cross. I'm Dan Alexander alongside Doug Greenberg, Ryan Andrews, and Hutton Jackson joining the final voyage as well. Stay with us here on the Bet on the Cross podcast. Welcome on back here to the final segment of the final episode of the PLL Bet on lacrosse season i'm dan alexander with doug greenberg with brian andrews with hutton jackson and boys as we come back here just huge shout out to the betters to the the people with the stones the cojones that after the chaos start the year not only against the spread oh and three but straight up oh and three there was talks i i remember on twitter that andy towers the same Andy Towers that is like, you know, we all love on this show. I think we, we've almost had a segment dedicated to our love of Andy Towers at least once uh, every episode down this final stretch. The people who had the stones to place a futures bet on chaos at that point, there were numbers that were around 1500, maybe even higher, depending on what your out was 
plus 1500 would be one hell of a ticket. You know, I, I thought it was great having my whips ticket. That was plus 700 headed into the final weekend, a chaos ticket alive at about 1500 after their own three start to the season. Um, you know, that's something that we kind of talked about. Maybe somebody who, after they listened to bet on lacrosse, they thought, Hey, this might be a profitable endeavor because, we talked about about, you know, quarter way through the season, halfway through the season, Doug, about when you're talking futures, set it before the season, set it during, you're looking for value and maybe not value that like you'll hedge out of because how many recreational bedgers are, you know, hedging off of a $10 bet. I would venture to say probably not many, but, you know, it's all about finding value. And if there was, you know, any reason that you had after that 0-3 start, I couldn't find any. I think I came on this podcast and said the chaos might be a play against team moving forward at this point in the season. And boy, did they prove me wrong. Boy, did they prove a lot of people wrong. But if you found that value, that had to be, you know, we talk about how fun our sweat was on the under. That sweat all year long on a ticket like that had to be pretty awesome. So shout out to the people who pulled it. I wish that I did, but none of my future tickets came through for me, Dougie. Yeah, well, 96.8% of people were wrong about chaos going into right. the playoffs. As they, right. as, they will, as they will tell you all the time, yep. taking chaos after that 0-3 start is really, really ballsy because this league 100%. just had like just has so much talent. And you can yep. make an argument for almost any team to win the I'm going to say almost any team I don't need to throw any teams under the bus specifically we all but know we yes. all know but I don't need to put I don't need to name them but anyway you can make an argument for almost any team in this league to win the championship at any time like you can look at because the, the rosters are all just also stacked and all the and you could talk the talent into is, it yep. all the talent is just um gathered into you know eight teams right and and this is the the elite field lacrosse league that we have now um so so every team in theory like is a championship caliber team more so than in other sports because in other sports you know with the when there's more teams the talent gets spread out more and there's just you know there's not enough talent to go around and so you can narrow it down to like I don't know six to eight teams right and but with but with the PLL there are only six to eight teams that can win it at any given time and they all really can and so to look at chaos and really have the conviction that they are they can recover first of all recover from that zero and three start and second of all have the talent to to take it all the way um you know I, I that was definitely that was a really really good call it's not something that I would have thought of I I've I've definitely always liked chaos um but but one thing that they did too was I I think and you know I'm, I'm always going to come back to this defense wins championships right they've always had blaze they've always had the guy who can keep the ball out of the net but the but the defense itself, the long poles, really really came to play in the second half of the year. Um, you know, Jack Rollett, give him all the credit in the world. Like, dude, absolutely stepped his game up um, in the second half of the year and the playoffs. And and I think that was what they needed to do. They, you know, we never had tons of doubt about the goalie. We never had done much doubt about the attack. Um, you know, maybe some questions about the midfield, and definitely a lot of questions about the defense. And they all and and it all just clicked, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a team that can to make it happen. Like not only has the talent, but has the wherewithal to make it happen. And and you know couldn't have happened to a better guy with Andy Towers. Um, and he 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 proved himself as as a as a truly great coach. And not not that we had much of a doubt to that, but um, you know he gets to back up all those crazy videos of himself now, right? Like of him yelling, <laughs> the picture him of with his, him with his shirt with off, his shirt off, screaming yeah. in like. 
if it wouldn't be really weird like that that was trending into like phone background territory like awesome shot that perfectly got the persona that is coach towers in one shot I thought that was terrific. Um, on our show, we typically every week we do our thing that we call here the best the bet on lacrosse ATS rankings. If you want to hear them, go back to last week's episode. I did every single team, and uh, guess what? The chaos are one above what they were last week. The whips are one below what they were last week. So you can do the math. Go on back to the last episode. The one thing that does stand out to me, and you know, I want to get your thoughts on as well, Brian, because this is stuff that you've been tracking all season long. We'll talk about the totals in just a second, but when you're talking ATS records, the chaos, they start 0-3 straight up and against the spread. But the thing is, they went on a tear to end the year. And, you know, eight out of their last nine games, all covers. And seven of those covers were outright wins. So if you were playing money line, just, just you know, hey, the Chaos are playing a game. I'm going to hit them on the money line. You made a boatload of money because those were all plus spreads outside of, you know, here and there. Um, you know, you and I were also talking before uh, we started recording here. and you have something pretty interesting. The chaos, correct me if I'm wrong. They won the championship, but they were favorites only one game, correct? One game against the water dogs and they lost that game. And every game that they won, they were not the favorite. So, so they, they are truly, you know, you talk about underdogs in sports. This was one of the, the statistically, if you're looking at it from a betting angle, this was one of the most impressive underdog runs. I hate to, you know, liken it to the 2017 Eagles, but I I was thinking there were some serious vibes with that team where it was just, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and constantly not getting any market respect. And I think, you know, would you agree that they kind of wore that as a badge of honor? You know, nobody likes us. We don't care. We know that well being birds fans that kind of seemed like that was the mantra for this chaos locker room. Yeah. And I generally feel like most teams have that kind of attitude. Fair. The chaos definitely owned it, especially because like the Atlas at the beginning of the season did like the 7%. Everyone's doing the, Oh, you only this percent of people thought it. Bulletin board stuff, man. It works. You know, I think, I think it was definitely stronger for the Eagles just because of people's feelings towards Philadelphia in general. (laughs) So we have to Doug, I'm sorry. When you bring a Philly guy on, I'm going to wax poetic. You have like 3000 other championships, you know, it's, 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 I can't, I can't be that upset. uh, The chaos definitely chaos definitely had that in the playoffs because every week I'm, I'm included in this. Like I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't necessarily want them to, to win that week. There were, other playoff matchups that I was hoping for more um, and they proved me wrong every time. So. Yeah. And something too, that I think proved a lot of people wrong this year, again, rolling with the statistics is how these totals ended up because I think just perception, even for people who are in the lacrosse space is that lacrosse is, you know, the fastest game on two feet. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's quick, it's high scoring, but if you're looking at the numbers, we kind of alluded to this last week with some numbers that Parker had for us. Um, you know, if you think fast sport, high scoring, back and forth action means play the over, as Doug kind of said before the break, life's too short to bet the under, right? Well, your pocketbook was pretty damn short if you only bet the overs in the PLL. And what were the numbers that reflected that, Brian? The under hit 60% of the time. and 60, 6-0. So if you just blindly bet the under, you would have 
more than hit 52% mark that you guys. That's a dream season. Like 60% Mm -hmm. is a dream season. And betting on every game, which you guys also don't recommend. It's a, it was a really weird trend, but also interestingly, only one team actually hit the over more than 50% of the time. And that was the Redwoods. Everyone else really under 50% hitting the over. And most that's, that's surprising, you know, like, sorry to jump in there, but because what do you think of when you think of Redwoods, you think very defensive focus, you think of a slow offense. So that has to be, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, did they have, did they have lower totals? Did they have, cause that's surprising, Doug. Yo, so this is, this is actually like some of the books like witchcraft, right? Like this is what they do. Um, it's, it's weird because it's surprising to me, but it's not that surprising. You know why? Because you know who the number one under team is in major league baseball, Who? the Colorado Rockies. And oh. because, because everybody sees them go to Coors field, which is like the best over, like, you know, quote, unquote, the best overfield, Bad pitching. You know, high scoring. And you know what happens? The book always sets the line at like 10 or 10 and a half. They set it as high as possible. And this is probably what happened with the Redwoods, but in reverse, they, you know, everyone's like, oh, Redwoods, defense, defense, like, you know, they're, they're going to be an under team, right? The books probably, I'm going to, you know, maybe Brian can back us up with some stats on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Redwoods actually got lower numbers than a lot of the rest of the league. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but, you know, maybe Brian can fill, fill us in on that. I actually, yeah, their most frequent total is the 23.5. Okay. And the majority of the totals are either the 23 and a half, 24 and a half, 25 and a half. And it's looking like if I were to rank them in order of frequency, regardless of team, it's 24 and a half first, then 25 and a half, then 23 and a half. Wow. So, so, so they were catching more 23 and a half than most teams were basically. Yeah. Wow. So. I mean, that is fascinating, and that's how you know. You never know what kind of info that you're going to get. So I think an amazing point that Doug brings up. I mean, Brian comes with the statistics to back it up, but Doug kind of breaks down the betting theory. There's a reason why those sports books are able to make, you know, billion-dollar offers for companies. And there's a reason why that damn Las Vegas strip It'll you got to wear sunglasses on that bad boy, and not just because you're crazy hungover. You got to wear them because the lights are so damn bright. There's a reason why those lights are always on, and they use the perception of a team, and they build it into the number. and And the numbers clearly, you know, we just had a little beep boop bop action from Brian right there, breaking it down, and Doug with some analysis on you know maybe why that total would be lower fascinating stuff that's the kind of stuff that you can get in the betting report that is done by our very own brian andrews that's done by our very own parker blake that blows my mind guys terrific work right there on that one so uh, you know the other thing that kind of stood out to me was that underdogs were barking you know underdogs against the spread it was a a hefty hefty difference you know if you if you were playing just underdogs blindly against the spread we talked about how important that plus two and a half was two and a half was free money essentially in the pll but the underdogs you know you could argue that those were somewhat free money as well again brian correct me if the numbers i have written down are incorrect but underdogs 29 against the spread 29 games that they covered for the favorites only 13 games that we they covered not only does that mean they're using it as bulletin board material, 
but that's parity at its finest. You know, the market perception does not always mean that uh, these great teams are just going to blow people out. That's lacrosse right there. Yeah. And that's also why we saw the 2.5 spreads just disappear because the 2.5 spread only got covered twice all season in two separate games. So yep. the underdogs were out to play. And yeah, like you said parody every week, every, every, any given Sunday, anybody could have beat anybody. Yep. Just, just terrific. And I love the, the quantification, like having the numbers to back it up. I, I just find that, you know, terrific. So if you want more of that, again, we're going to get into that in just a little second here, but we do have to keep ourselves honest, Doug. We got to let the people know how did we do on the bet on the cross podcast? So how do we, we do? Yeah. How did we do? That's, that's how what I'm do? wondering how as we well. Do? Well, we'll start, I guess we'll start with best bets. We'll do EMOs and then we'll do the against the spread numbers as, as the big, because we picked every single game. We tracked it live here on the show. We had spreadsheets coming out. We had photos coming out on Twitter where the whole lacrosse playground team made picks and we tracked how we did picking every single game. So you can see, do these guys know what the hell they're talking about or don't they on our selective plays. It's the last time we're going to get to play this, this year, Doug. Ah. Thanks. We try and be, if not better than all the rest, at least like on par with all the rest. As far as the best bets go, we did have a clean sweep to end the year. But, Doug, I'm not a gloating kind of guy, but I did end up coming out on top on our best bets. We didn't do any head-to-head betting, which I think we made we missed a major opportunity on that. We'll have to figure something out uh, further down the line. Uh, you end up, you know, not bad, four and six on the best bets. So, you know, it, it happens sometimes. Sometimes you come in a little bit under 500. You were right there. Uh, I end up coming in. You know, it's not like I blew it away. It's not like I was 100% off best bets where super goat whale plays, but 60% on the best bets, six and four to end the year. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And, and honestly, yeah. it's it's funny because in our extra money opportunities, again, last chance we're going to get to play this, though. Which music on the pod just it's, just adds that little bit, a little bit of nuance there. As far as the EMOs go, it was a picture perfect, or not picture perfect, as mirror image of what our best bets were. Doug comes in at four and six. I kind of say that he really would be closer to four and five because last week it was the funnest prop bet of all time. It was, was plays rare to get a point. That was just for the memes, right? And 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 I'm listen. I'm not going to try and make excuses, but what I one thing I will say is that two weeks ago, um, for the best bets, I I took the under in that chaos game because I liked chaos plus one and a half. And we when we were actually there, I we were the jinxes. The under. I right, I took the chaos plus one and a half because we were what zero and two, zero and three every time. Zero yep. and three on double best right. bets. We were zero and three on double best bets. And so I was like, listen, we need to make sure we win these bets. So I took something else adjacent to that game, but I didn't even end up betting it myself. So I'll call it something closer to five and five for the best bets. And we'll call it four and five and a half for the EMOs. I'm kind of with you because that, and again, there were some weeks when Doug and I hated the board where it was, yep. if we were making bets, it was pizza money bets. So, you know, we'll keep ourselves honest. We tracked the uh, the the, the uh, totals all year long, and here's the one 
that really impresses me, Doug, because mm-hmm. we picked every single game. So we were talking about how the favorites covered at, you know, only 13 games that they covered. The underdogs covered 29. So we didn't just blindly play underdogs. If we did, our records would have been even better. But both of us were aiming. We said on episode one, what are we looking to do? We're looking to go over 52%. Why 52%? If you missed it on episode one, the reason why to be a profitable sports better, you have to be over 52% because you're laying juice on these plays. If you want to bet a a game, it's not just, all right, give me your bet and you get even money back. No, you have to lay 110 typically is the lowest juice you're going to have to pay unless, you know, you find an even money play, which we love. If you find a minus 105 play, which you could have had chaos earlier in the week at minus one and a half, minus 105, profitable sports bettors lay less juice. It's just a fact. Um, But We look to go over 52%, and Doug, on the year, we did exactly that. You were at 54.8, just about that 55%, and 23-19, picking every game against the spread. We were on opposite sides on some games. We were on same sides in some games, and I was uh, right around that 60%. I almost went 60 across the board, which, as we mentioned, was the dream season 25 and 17, 59 and a half percent for me. So 59 and a half percent for me, 54.8% for you, Doug, I can put my hat on that season and say, we busted our asses to get over that 52%. And we did it, man. Kudos to you, brother. (laughs) Busted our asses sometimes, uh, pulled stuff out of our asses other times. And a lot of asses. Yeah, a lot of just so much ass play. And like, that's fine, man. Like, no problem with that. Um, no, it was great. And, uh, you know, it's 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 really great that we, you know, uh, we made ourselves look smart. Well, I didn't make myself look smart on the best bets and the EMOs, but that's okay. Um, because at the end of the day, if people, you know, listened to one of us, you know, maybe these traded off listening to us. Maybe they yeah. only listened to one person. Yeah. But either way, you were likely to make some good bets if you listened to us. And that's that's why we're here, um, you know, doing this labor of love. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so feels good. Bet us, fade us, just listen to us. That's 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 really yeah. what we're asking for. We need, need the uh, attention. I just just need yeah, attention. Exactly. You know? We really we really need it. You should see the in show meetings. And uh, as you were talking there, I was just dying. One of the t shirts we're probably not going to have in the merch line is so much ass play, even though it was an amazing <laughs> line. And as you were saying it, I just feel like Brian and Hunter were like, "What the hell are we doing, dude? We're wasting a Tuesday night while these guys are making jokes about." play but regardless (laughs) that is what the bet on the cross podcast is all about uh we're wrapping things up here but um you know one thing i want to get to because again huge thanks brian for you taking time out of your schedule to hop on here be a guest on the pod we're definitely going to be having you back on here as we move forward and head towards the nll season but as far as the betting report goes just because the pll season is done doesn't mean your work and parker's work is done correct that's correct. We definitely want to do a mirror of the PLL betting report for the NLL, uh, especially since betting is now brand new for them. It will be really easy to implement, so we expect to have it uh, ready to go, at least to beta uh, by the time the NLL season awesome. begins. And to give you an idea of the, some of the insights that you get out of it, 
during this during these conversations that we've been having and they've been asking me for numbers, I'm not just pulling these numbers out of my head. I don't have them written down. I'm staring at the report. So I've been able to in real time look at this report and answer their questions. And you could do that too with this information. So the way that it's going to work is essentially there's no historical data for the NLL, but particularly for the NLL, as the season goes, the report will become more fleshed out. And then as years compound onto that, you'll be able to look at uh, previous year's lines history and scoring history. And um, so as time goes on in the season, the report only becomes more valuable and especially as years compound. Uh, so we're excited. We're excited to have other people look at it, potentially beta it for the first couple of weeks to see how they enjoy the report populating as we add new information as, as games happen and uh, see what people would like to see added or taken out of the report. No, I think that's terrific. I I mean, I love the data that you guys have gotten for us. And I'm telling you folks, you want to check that out. Again, you got to check out Brian on Twitter, Brian Andrews backwards. I'm not even going to try and pronounce uh, whatever it was at the, at the beginning of the show. So I think that's the easiest way to do it. And uh, if you just go to my Twitter at newbie talks, you go to Doug's, we're always interacting with Brian too. So I'm sure you'll see him on the timeline. Uh, Also fearless leader Hutton Jackson still with us here and Hutton, you know, we were kind of talking about how the work doesn't end for Brian. The lacrosse work never ends for you. Let's be real. But as far as, you know, betting on the NLL, we're hoping to be cashing just as many tickets you know, staying around that 52% and above Doug and I are proud of our work that we did for the PLL season, but uh, you know, there'll be some betting opportunities on the NLL as well. Correct. Yeah, there is. They signed a deal with bet MGM uh, before COVID ended their season. So they were actually hoping to roll that out. I believe in the playoffs before COVID ended up cutting their season short. So long overdue, hopefully that deal is still in place. Um, And, you know, given that BetMGM has offered PLL lines, I can only assume that the NLL is on its way. Hopefully there's other sports books that get involved too. Again, I think the fact that you have DraftKings, Barstool, and a few other sports books offering lacrosse lines, I don't think they're going to just, you know, skip out on the NLL. I think you'll also see them offer NLL lines as well, but BetMGM will be the official sports book of the NLL. And we are certainly forward, looking forward to, uh, covering them as well uh you know getting getting real close three months away december 3rd is their opening weekend so we have some time to kind of regroup but uh we'll be back for sure i'm going to burn my whole bankroll that i built over the pll season by the time the nll rolls around so i need to start from ground up to uh build it all (laughs) back up that is going to do it for us again um doug i'll throw it to you for some final thoughts uh before i kind of wrap it up here but you know again this took time out of our days to produce this show. It took time out of our days to prep for this show, but at the end of the day, getting to meet this crew that we have on this call that we have on this show, this has been so fun. So terrific. What a terrific ride and a fun ride that all started with us talking about fantasy with like five people listening to it, Doug. So quite the journey, man. And what a fun journey it was. It it was, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, You know, we, it, it felt really good, as you kind of mentioned at the beginning, um, to help, you know, to take, I mean, okay, so the thing is, like, I'm just fortunate, right, to do any of the stuff that I do um, for a living, right, or, you know, uh, when I write the rundown, right, I just, I just look at, I get to write about sports betting, like, it's the greatest, um, you know, I mess around with my fantasy team, like, sometimes while I'm working on that, which, which people in, you know, other jobs do too, but you know, to, to get to come on here 
with you and Hutton and Brian and uh, Parker and Justin Byers, who we had on as well, like everyone who we've had uh, come through here and just BS about, you know, lacrosse and betting and being a degenerate and whatever the hell else we talk about, like musicals sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's just been an honor. It's been so much fun to do it this season. And um, obviously it's something that we plan on continuing and, uh, you know, I can't wait to, uh, to, to keep it going. So that is going to do it. I echo those same sentiments that Dougie Fresh had. Uh, genuinely, you could probably tell uh, from the show that, uh, you know, we all became friends throughout this process. And hopefully mm-hmm. that came across. Hopefully you as a listener even felt like, you know, these dudes ain't too half bad. And if you did enjoy the show all season long, please, folks, drop us a review. Let us know what you liked. Let us know on Twitter, you know, maybe some things that we could do a little bit better for uh, for as we move forward. Huge congratulations to PLL Memes 12. Fire Memes. It's Kyle, who is our winning podcast reviewer. He's getting a pack of PLL cards, and he was also given a free $10 bet, which he placed on the under let's go baby smart man smart man that's some sharp money out of kyle what's he gonna (laughs) do with his winnings well guess what he asked us to donate them to or donate the winnings to harlem lacrosse what an awesome guy and that's what happens you know people who listen to this podcast they just are incredible people just by nature you know if if you're spending an hour of your week to listen to us talk about sports betting you're probably already canonized as a saint. Let's be real. Um, Huge thanks to everybody who wrote along. Again, five-star reviews is what help us be able to do this show, help us move up in the rankings. So if you enjoyed it, if we helped you cash some tickets, that five-star review is the only kind of thanks that we need. Make sure you smash that subscribe button because we're not going away just that easy. Share this pod with your fellow betting friends, your fellow lacrosse fans. As we bet on lacrosse and we make some money for the crew, here my co-host with the co-most Dougie Fresh Dougie Greenberg get him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg for Hutton Jackson at Hutton Jackson and our esteemed guest Brian Andrews I am Dan Alexander and we'll talk to you NLL season PLL season whenever we see you next keep cashing those tickets folks Mm -hmm.